After 60 years, a big time brand is changing their logo. And the reason they're changing their logo is because Gen Z can't read cursive. <laughs> Interesting. <laughs> yes. We're seeing this more and more. Mm-hmm. I don't even know if they're teaching handwriting in school anymore. But Eddie Bauer who's been around for a long time. You know, it's that cursive. Everyone can kind of picture that cursive Eddie Bauer. Sure. Uh, starting basically now, and they're they're going to fold this in through fall of 2024. They are changing their logo. It's now a print logo. Okay, like a that's logo. very different. Yeah, it is. You can see it. I've got it turned around. Dave, look. Gosh, the, quite different. The cursive and logo then, is above the new logo, and the cursive yeah. one is so recognizable to me. Yeah. So that's gonna that's gonna be a big shift. It's gonna be well, a challenge for people who have to sign documents at some point as well when kids are no longer writing in cursive. In How do you cursive. do a signature? Yeah. I think they I just think they write their name out. But Eddie Bauer, it's it's the block and then there's also a goose beside yeah. it. And here's what they're thinking. So they have a new CEO that came in and this guy, his name's Tim Bantle. He joined Eddie Bauer after he'd been out or he'd been with companies like Patagonia. We're very familiar with Patagonia. Uh, North Face, that's another kind of outdoor, yeah. you know, company that we're, we're all familiar with. But he wanted to, something that would be classic, very identifiable. And the goose actually is a nod to the founder in 1936, founder Eddie Bauer was the first to patent a down jacket in the U.S., which happened to be stuffed with goose feathers. Hmm. So I thought that was kind of cool, a nod to him. Yeah. But they said mainly the, you know, the main, when you think about the Patagonia logo and you think about the North Face logo, very easy to read, very identifiable. Of course, Eddie Bauer is to us, but with this new uh, Gen Z generation they're saying okay we're going to go with the block style can i admit something sure now i'm putting two and two together based upon what you're saying but if you had asked me before we started this conversation what Mm -hmm. is eddie bauer what is the brand yeah i would tell you i know the the logo yeah the first time i ever saw it it was on the back of a of like a and and uh, like a Ford Escalade or something. Or yeah, something I think like they, that. It was it was the, Ford Explorer. I think yeah. there was an Eddie Eddie Bauer Ford Explorer. Yeah, or it was the edition, like a special edition like Ford Explorer or Expedition or Expedition. And I cannot yeah, tell you what their clothing brand. Like I don't yeah, know. It's all in. Yeah. It's all in that outdoorsy. You gotcha. know, you go to places like REI where they have the Patagonia, the North yeah, Face, yeah, all yeah. of the outdoor. Um, yeah. Isn't my sister so gave me an Eddie Bauer shirt one year for Christmas. Yes. That obviously, was my first Eddie Bauer. Yeah. Obviously, I've never had any Eddie Bauer clothes, uh, mm-hmm. but I I knew the logo. Like, I the yeah. logo was super familiar, even though I didn't mm-hmm. know the, the, the brand. The product line, yeah. 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 So we'll see if it makes a comeback. If this guy was with Patagonia North Face, two very, very popular brands. So we'll see if he... Uh, 
can re- revitalize Eddie Bauer. But the main motivating factor was Gen Z can't read cursive. So let's make it block. Carmen was just telling us that Eddie Bauer has switched from a cursive logo to a block letter logo because mm-hmm. the younger generations cannot read cursive. They don't teach it in schools anymore, except, and I didn't want to mention this during that break because I didn't want to derail it. Yeah. California schools are about to start teaching cursive handwriting again. Well, well. I have that story. I have that story. So <coughs> so is it a thing? It is a thing. And teachers will, well, no, I was going to say, is it a thing that they stopped teaching yes. cursive? Because I don't know if I knew that. They stopped teaching it in schools. Well, now, when we were in homeschool, that was one of the selling points mm-hmm. of the curriculum that we bought was that they were going to train children with cursive writing. It didn't okay. stick and it didn't work for, for oh, us. Goodness. I can tell you that right yeah. now. Well, Governor Gavin Newsom is requiring first through sixth grade teachers to implement cursive handwriting programs. I can remember when I was a kid, we started in fourth grade learning cursive. Yeah. The bill was sponsored by an assemblywoman, Sharon Quirk Silva, mm-hmm. and she says knowing cursive is more important than you might think. Here's what tipped her off to that. A lot of historical documents yes. going back two or three decades, uh, it's further than that, lady, oh, yeah. oh, are yeah. actually in cursive. She says she went on 23 and Me looking for family records, and found that they were all written in cursive Mm -hmm. and that it's unclear when the new course study is going to be put into place, but that we need to be teaching cursive if for no other reason than documents are written in it. Mm -hmm. Being on Ancestry.com, I can tell you, you can go back hundreds of years, and when they were uh, hand-doing door-to-door census records, it's all Mm -hmm. in cursive. Mm -hmm. All the old Mm -hmm. records are in cursive. The Declaration of Independence, the Constitution— It's mm-hmm. all written in cursive, but mm-hmm. we've stopped teaching it. So in California, mm-hmm. at least, hmm. they'll be teaching it in school again soon. I, I feel mm-hmm. like states will do that. Um, you, you know, I, I feel like that's 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 something that we do need for all the reasons that, that you just said. And nobody thought and, about that when they stopped teaching. It was because, well, you know, kids are typing more now. They're all using the computer. Right, they're right. texting. But the other thing is cursive at least gives a standard, a handwriting standard. It's a, it's a little harder to have that standard with print because you can do so many different sort of things with print. We're going to lose a a generation of people who can't even read handwriting if we don't have some standard like cursive in place there. So I'm, for one, glad to hear that they're doing that in California. I hope you had a good weekend. I um, did. It was fantastic. Good, good. I hope everyone had a good weekend. Martin just decided to get back to nature this weekend. Oh, that's nice. Yeah? Yeah. Cold showers and a hot house. Oh, that's not nice. Goodness. Uh, the, uh, the AC decided to go out this weekend. Of course. And with it, the water heater. Yeah. And I'm thinking maybe that's why the dishwasher's not working. <laughs> Perhaps your appliances are just all on strike. Uh, I don't know. They're unionizing. Oh, they're, my goodness. They're all getting together. What are you not giving your appliances? I they're like, I'm, I'm treating them pretty nicely. I mean, now that the boys are out of the house and yeah. Grady's not taking his 80-minute showers and our water bill's gone down over the last few years, so... I feel like we're just pampering these. These. How old is your AC? We've talked about this. Well, now, would that be actual age or the age of the new parts that have been put in it? Yeah. Since, um, yeah, it's it's probably 22, 20, 22 years old, okay, something so like it's, that. It's, yeah. I mean, I knew it was older. It's yes. not as old. There was someone that I knew the other day that had a 29, that had a 29-year-old AC, and I'm like, you got 
your money's worth out of that. Oh yeah. AC 29 years old. Well, I have a repair a repair guy who says yeah. this is a good unit. Yeah. He says I'd rather just keep keep it. Should I say Frankensteining it? <laughs> sure, why? Let, let's call it refurbing. <laughs> refurbing. Cuz that's what the you know when you go to like right. Amazon, right. But you know they've got the iPad that's yeah. so much cheaper. Of course it's 2 years old, but it's a refurb. <laughs> there the you only go. thing is is with your AC and I know he says it's a good unit. Yeah. But you can, you, I mean, you've been dealing with this for a while. We work together. So we talk about it off the air. You can only, you, you can't push it. You can only keep it. You can only get the house so cool. Is that really, is it really still in good well, working order if you have I, to? I don't know. He just tells me horror stories about some of the new, <laughs> the newer units that are out there as well. So I, I've just been kind of trying to keep it going along. Yeah. Trying to get the kids grown out of the house. Yeah. Trying to save some money. All that kind of stuff, you and know, that, not, you, they're that not, you do. They're not cheap. They're not cheap at all. Yeah, that's for yeah. sure. Emily's brother was an AC guy for years before he retired. And so when it was time for us to get a new AC, we called him to say, what do we avoid? Yeah. What yeah. brands are good? What brands are overhyped? Yes. So, you know, yeah. you just text her. Maybe she can give you some. That's a good idea. Th- then again, it sounds to me more like. It's not just about keeping the AC running. It's about your bank account not quite being ready. Yeah. It's, yeah. it's, it's it is tough. It's when tough. are you ever ready for a big You're thing never, I know. like that, you know? Yeah. I know, I, I know. Did and find, for them to go out the same weekend, right. AC and the hot water heater. I had to shuffle things around in the garage to yeah. make sure that the water heater was ready for, you know, being installed. I found a tent out there, and I thought, <laughs> hey, that's <laughs> nice. You just live in that. Than what we're doing right now. Exactly. Just <laughs> set it up in the backyard <laughs> Lots of birds. <laughs> all right, it's time for Moon Phase Monday. Been waiting for this oh all weekend word. long. He comes up with some crazy things sometimes, and then he says it as if we do it all the time. And if you're just listening to the show, we've never done anything. I moon know, Phase the, Monday. Like the th- phrase, well, it's is, time for, is a little misleading. <laughs> moon phase, very misleading. Uh, by the way, this is the sudden death <laughs> round, so it's there just was, one question. Wow. One, it's a one-time, the game's one-time being played with a one-time question. Yeah, just a one-time question. Okay. It's the sudden death. All the marbles are uh, on the line for this, Dave and Carmen. I, I want something other than marbles. Well, He doesn't he even will. have marbles. I can tell you that right now. <laughs> yeah, he's got an AC to He buy. lost those years ago. <laughs> <laughs> so the big prize today is a cup of coffee or tea. Okay. And you have to lock in your answers. So here's the moon phase question. Oh, my goodness. Is the current phase of the moon, A, waxing gibbous or gibbous? I never know how to pronounce gibbous. that. Uh, waxing gibbous. B, waxing crescent. Or C, new moon. You have 15 seconds to lock in your answer. Is the current moon phase, A, waxing gibbous, B, waxing crescent. I'm going to say. Or new moon. So lock in your answers. Crescent. Are they locked in? Whatever the B sure, was. Yeah. Okay, Carmen, B, Carmen? B, locked in. B, waxing crescent. Yeah. Dave? I'm going to go, the answer is C. The answer is C. Full moon? Both of you have no, missed it. That oh, was not never, a choice. Oh. It was, no. Okay. So it's a waxing gibbous? It's a waxing gibbous right now. What does that mean? 65% illuminated. The word gibbous actually means humpback. Okay. So it's the moon where you see about 60, right now it's 65%, and you see the the sort of bulging side and instead the of the opposite of like a fingernail. The crescent, if you crescent. think of a crescent roll, is like yeah. curved um, inward. Yeah. The gibbous is curved outward. I'm going to go see. So, Actually, I was going to go Google it. I really can just yeah. get up and walk out and go look, right? Obviously, I haven't looked in a while. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. 
Well, I'm All sorry. Right. As a consolation prize, I'll make myself a cup of tea. That's nice. And that's Moon Phase Monday, Sudden Death Round. We're on the way to the full moon is what he's telling you. All right. It is 739, 639 Central. And last week we had a big old, was it a Penske truck? I think yes. it was a Penske mm-hmm. truck. Uh, pull into the parking lot here at uh, the Joy FM studios. Actually had several Penske trucks pull into a lot of Joy FM studios all <laughs> around all three states that we, uh, where we, uh, where we, our coverage area. And T-shirts for turkeys is just uh, a beloved outreach. We've been doing T-shirts for turkeys for a long, long time. And one of the fun things about uh, the the T-shirts every year is is it's a new design. And we uh, had had teased last week with the the video of the Penske truck, you know, the back raising up the back of the truck, and then you've just got all these boxes uh, being unloaded. We got hand trucks, you know, taking them in and all that. But we had teased that this morning uh, at seven thirty-five, so we're like four minutes late. Uh, that That's we were how gonna, we roll here. <laughs> it is how we roll. <laughs> that we were going to do the reveal of the uh, the brand new T-shirt. Mm-hmm. I will tell you this year, the color is navy. Mm-hmm. And it's amazing. Mm-hmm. I love it. And also, for the first time ever, it's a two-sided tee. Right. It's a two-sided tee. And those they're super popular right now. That's the kind of tee that's in. Even you see it on all the tours, you know, that are happening. But you've got, uh, what would you call, the smaller Little kind of logo graphic. thing on the front. Yes. Uh, yeah, over your heart. Right. And then on the back. It's big it letters, big letters, mm-hmm. and it's very similar to uh, what our billboards look like. The yeah. fine joy. Yeah. So all that to say, if you want to go see the T-shirt, this year's 2023 design for T-shirts for turkeys, uh, you can log on to the Joy FM Facebook page. I know it's on the Joy FM Instagram. Not sure if it's on the website just yet, but you can definitely go to our socials. Yes. And uh, you can see. I love that she. You know, all we all weekend you've been teased by. Yeah. You know the video with Carmen's opening the box right and you don't get to see the, the the t-shirt and then to see her reaction when she pulls it out of the box is pretty pretty cool and you can see that shirt on the joy fm facebook page on our instagram page so go check it out text us let us know you're excited yeah. about t-shirts for turkeys with us you're getting excited about t-shirts for turkeys with us we're so thankful and we've had a couple texts from our listeners who are just watching that video that's posted now mm-hmm. on our socials and sandy texted and said i love 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 that shirt looking forward to t-shirts for turkeys again my second year mm-hmm. someone else is a veteran t-shirts for turkeys person and they said i need to restock my wardrobe I, I get laughed at when i say that but i've been looking forward to t-shirts for turkeys and then someone else texted us and gave us their location uh-huh. in georgia and i thought well wait a minute I went to our website, okay. thejoyfm.com, uh-huh. clicked on T-shirts for turkeys, looked at the Florida location. Of course, the dates are there. Uh-huh. Two weeks from today, the 6th through the 9th is T-shirts for turkeys, where you bring us $10 or a frozen turkey. You get a Joyfm T-shirt. I and think you know that's correct. Was, yeah, correct? it is. No, here's what I was thinking about the other day. Is, and I'm, we do not want to do this, obviously, inflation and all. But if there's ever been... A year just because things cost so much more. That's what made me question. I know. It's like, <laughs> Wait a minute. this should have been the year, but I just, you hate to do that to folks. You right. know what I mean? But you can you even get a turkey for $10 anymore? We'll find out. We, we will find we out. We did get, um, so I had, I had that and I thought, well, you know, 
this sounds to me like Georgia has their locations posted already, and Florida doesn't have their locations posted yet. And I thought that would be a little bit like the Falcons-Bucks game over the weekend, where you you know Atlanta Atlanta right. comes out on top yeah. exactly. But actually, we don't have our locations posted just yet. We're getting those finalized. They will be up on the website, and we cover lots of different stops mm-hmm. in Georgia, Florida, and Alabama, mm-hmm. where you can stop by and get one of those Joyfin T-shirts and help us feed the homeless and the hungry for the holidays. Oh, my word. Listen, listen, listen. If you're a girlfriend, I guess, what would you call your guy friends? If you're a girlfriend, a sister, a brother mm-hmm. that's listening mm-hmm. <laughs> right now, I'm mainly talking to my girlfriends, to my sisters, but this is great for men, too, because, Bill, I think you're going to be doing it. Uh, yeah. Paige Brown, Paige Brown, Paige Brown, Paige Brown. This is her last teaching uh, of this year, and mm-hmm. hopefully she never lets you know what she's going to teach or if she'll if she's going to be back at the end of every, you know, semester that she does. Scarcity you know, marketing. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> I, I was like, oh, Paige, Not yes, really. the Lord yeah. is telling you to keep teaching. Please, please, yes. please, please keep teaching. Uh, but she, this, we're done with Jonah. So the, the study was on Jonah. And she kept teaching or she kept saying uh, the last, uh, our last gathering is going to be a seminar. I don't even think she wanted to call it a Bible study <laughs> and not the seminar sells it at all. But y'all, hear my heart. Oh, my goodness. I watched this over the weekend. It's an hour and 20 minutes long. I'm not going to tell you it's short. It's not. But if there is a teaching that I would love for every single person to see that's with that's hearing my voice, this would be it. And I'm going to tell you I'm going to tell you why. And then we're going to play a clip and then we'll probably, you know, come back and talk about it some more because this is it's, it's this is a lot to get in. But she basically just talks about why we study, why the Bible is important. And you hear Dave and Bill and I talk about this all the time. Stick with the scriptures. Stay, you know, cling to the word. The word, it's, 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 God's, it's God's word to us. Mm-hmm. And there is this concerted effort. And I want to be real careful here because people can mishear. There's a real concerted effort from believers, a segment of believers who really want to set aside the Bible. And they do that for a couple of different reasons. They either set aside the scriptures and say, well, I want to be more like Jesus. So I'm going to set aside these scriptures so I can be more like Jesus, which is it's it, it's incompatible. It, you can't set aside the scriptures to be more like Jesus. And Paige gets into this. These are my words, not hers. Or there is a segment of uh, believers who say, well, it was written by man. It's, you know, it, it's, it was written by men. You know, I'm, contradictions. Yes, all not, of that. You know, sloppily yes. copied. Yeah. Wrong, wrong, wrong. Wrong. Paige hits all of that. And she talks about how important the scriptures were to Jesus. But just a little, just a little disclaimer here, and then we're going to play the clip. Here's what I don't want you to hear. Uh, that I'm saying sincere believers who are studying the scriptures, who have questions, who have doubts, don't understand, but are sincerely trying and genuinely asking the Lord help me to understand. There's, there's parts of the Bible. I don't understand. There's parts of the Bible that are hard to hear, but we either have to believe all of the scriptures Mm -hmm. or none of them And Paige kind of explains why right here. It is only in the scripture that we learn who Jesus was, what he did. For those of us who are tempted, as we all are, because it sure does sound good and work right, to pick and choose which scriptures we think are important, 
which scriptures we think are binding. It's like there's no way in 2023 the Lord means this in his word. You start playing fast and loose with God's word. You're also playing fast and loose with the word that says God came in the womb of a virgin as the incarnate, fully divine, fully human son of man, lived a perfect life, died on a Roman cross, was physically and eternally resurrected from the dead. You start cutting out your own parts, you might need to start cutting out those parts because the same is the source for both. Ooh, is yeah. that not good? Yeah, absolutely uh, there's, right. There's no one like her. This uh, study is going to be up through Tuesday evening. I know it's long. But if you're if you're trying to to I don't even want to say arm yourself, but if it, you know a lot of times when you get in these social situations and you're talking to to you know other believers or what or what have you, and it's just it's it's not the world is not separated in non-believers and believers anymore. It feels like there's a lot of nuance, and I just feel like Paige really gives you the scriptures. She talks about how important the Bible was to Jesus. And it's, it's just a phenomenal teaching that I think you will come away just excited and confident that your anchor is in the Bible. So uh, Patty wrote in, I think it's Patty, and said, listen, I just turned my radio on in the background. Mm-hmm. Carmen was talking about Paige Brown. Yeah. Where can I find it? It's, it's always going to be at themorningcruise.com. Just let that be automatic. And, you know, if you listen to this show, anything that we talk about, Always, always, always at themorningcruise.com. All right, that's perfect. Yeah. We were talking about Paige and the way that she's sort of just putting the word of God out there as non non negotiable mm-hmm. for the Christian. If you say you're a Christian yeah. and a follower of Christ, mm-hmm. how are you going to follow him? You either make it up on your own yeah. or you hear what God has given us. And God has given us the scriptures. Yep. And Jesus' own attitude toward the Bible was should set the pace for our attitude. And that I think that's probably I don't even think to be honest with you, I don't even think I knew it to the degree, I mean, of course I knew that Jesus, I mean, the Bible is quoting Jesus. Right. And of course, you know, Jesus cared very much, you know, about the scriptures, but I don't even think I knew to the degree until Paige, uh, you know, had her teaching. But she even, she even uh, post her, her outline. Uh-huh. And like, for example, number one, why should uh, reading, reading, studying the Bible be so important to me? And first, her, her first point there is because it was so important to Jesus. And then her second point was because Jesus says it's so important for me. And when she goes through the Bible and gives you supporting scriptures for those two statements, you're just like, oh, yeah. mm-hmm. it's, you know, it's good. If God goes to the trouble to work concretely in, and historically mm-hmm. in a world that has shaken our fist in his face, essentially, and so we want nothing to do with you, and yet, yeah. because of his love, yeah. he breaks in, he works in history, he works in the person of Jesus Christ. In the first century, that was a concrete event. Mm-hmm. It can't be redone for every generation afterwards. Yeah. How gracious is he to give the teachings of Jesus to us and the words that he has for us to be in relationship with him in scriptures that can be passed on from generation to generation to generation. In other words, the Bible is God's revelation of himself and his to work. Us. Yeah. And yes. apart from that, we just don't have it. You can go meditate on a mountain all day long. You can go to the beach. Mm-hmm. You can stand there and watch the sunset and feel the feels. But you're not going to know the God who made us if you don't meet him in the scriptures. It's Yeah. One of the things that Paige said, and Dave, you were going to say something, and I want to hear what you're going to say. 
But one of the things that Paige said, and it's this, this is a hard truth, but she says that we want to be endorsed, not confronted. And in the scriptures, we're confronted with our own heart's posture. It exposes our posture. Um, so, and it, it, it also points to our purpose. But what were you going to say, Dave? Well, I was just going to say in regards to Jesus and his own view of scripture, when he quotes the Old Testament, mm-hmm. I don't believe you'll ever find him once saying, now this is just allegorical. <laughs> right. Or a man wrote this. You right. know, it just now this didn't actually happen. Yeah. But yeah, those words never come out of the mouth now, of something Jesus. Something happened, but I think the texts are a little bit corrupt, and I'm just right. not sure. Uh, this was not... added later by. Yeah. He never says any of that when he quotes an Old Testament story. Mm-hmm. No matter how much you might think, well, this was obviously just fiction. He quotes it authoritatively, yeah. and he, he quotes it as though it's real. Right. I'm telling you, this is just in a in a Christian uh, in a Christian education column. Uh, this is, man, it's a must watch. And you've got tonight and tomorrow night if you want to break it up. But I cannot recommend it enough. That is for King and Country. What are we waiting for? Luke, by the way, had a birthday yesterday. Oh. oh yesterday yeah. was his birthday. October 22nd. Yeah. Texted him a happy birthday while Aww. I was watching the Astros and the, the Rangers yesterday mm-hmm. in the American League Championship Series. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. This is the time of year when I will occasionally watch baseball. When it counts. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and the Astros, who was the team I grew up pulling for, yeah, they're still in the championship. But when I grew up cheering for them, they would have been in the National League yes. championship series. It's still weird for me mm-hmm. to watch the Astros and the Rangers play for a slot in the World, cha- the world mm-hmm. Series. Mm-hmm. But uh, I was watching last night, and uh, it did not turn out well. So let me, Astros. I'm going to mm. ask something that's going to sound like I'm throwing shade. I'm not. I promise I'm not. Are they the ones that did the trash can banging thing or whatever? Is it the Astros? I'm not familiar with trash can banging. No, come on. What was the controversy a couple years ago where they were doing, I thought it was trash can lids or something that they were banging for signals uh, or whatever? Uh, you'll have to ask Hitch. He's the baseball expert. Okay, he is nodding his head. Yeah, yes. he, yeah, he's the one that has donned a costume from time to time and run around the ballpark. Okay, he'll have to fill me in later. So here's anyway, the deal. That was the team. Mickey Mantle, I'm aware of. Uh-huh. Mickey Mantle goes back a few years. Mickey Mantle died in 1995, I believe it was. But his his legacy and all the, the memorabilia that surrounds Mickey Mantle mm-hmm. – Keeps his his legacy alive. Sure, one, one of the uh, one of the most famous Yankees out, out there, out yeah. there for sure. So I did uh, I I did an audio book on the the Yankees during the Mickey Mantle era, mm-hmm. and uh, you know he was tremendous ball player. His home in a small town called Commerce, Oklahoma. Mm-hmm. Is about is being sold, kinda. Here's where it gets a little iffy. It was sold a couple of years ago to Rally Sports, the people that do a lot of memorabilia. Yeah. So Rally owns it. They are selling it using the fractional ownership model, which means forty-seven thousand shares mm. at seven dollars a piece. That's the initial public offering. You can own a share. Hmm. of Mickey Mantle's house, this which, by different. the way, does not mean mm-hmm. you can go in right. and even have a sandwich at the table. Right, sure. <laughs> I, it, this is the I worst yeah. timeshare ever. Oh. 
<laughs> but, Actually, when you first said it, I'm thinking, does everybody get a week? But then, no, nope, not at 47000 nope. Everybody gets nothing. <laughs> you get a piece of paper that says you own a share of Mickey Mantle's house. So I'm wondering why would anybody do this, right? Mm-hmm. Um, the house itself apparently is valued at about 329000 right now. It's a very small two-bedroom bungalow. Um, that's about twice what Rally paid for it last year. So now you're thinking, okay, well, then maybe maybe this is an investment that mm-hmm. could gain some, you know, you could maybe make some money on this. Isn't that what the point behind, you know, a fractional ownership? I, I would think Selling so. shares? Yeah. So they've spent about fifty grand to refurbish the home. Uh, they plan to turn it into a museum. About 2,500 people who live in commerce are being given shares hmm. because they're trying to maintain goodwill with the people of the town. Plus, many of the residents have a personal connection to Mickey Mantle or his family. So they're being given the shares. Uh, shareholders will then be able to vote on the future of the home. Uh, here's some of the things that they're talking about as far as the home itself. They say that it's almost like a time capsule. The metal building that he used to use as a backstop, it's a barn Mm -hmm. out behind the house. It's still there, still standing. There's a plaque next to the front door that talks about how when his father and grandfather used to pitch, any ball he hit over the home's roof counted as a home run (laughs) as a kid. So there are a lot of things about the home, and if you're a big baseball fan and you love Mickey Mantle, mm-hmm. I could see where you might want to spend the seven bucks or maybe buy a couple of shares. Here's the rub. This particular quote from the article, rarely, if ever, lucrative. Sure. Fractional ownership doesn't get you anything. So who does all this money go to? Uh, apparently it's going to help maintain the home and keep it mm-hmm. as a museum. Mm-hmm. Or maybe Rally Sports is pocketing the whole thing, but all I know is they sold, Rally sold, Mm -hmm. fractionally, 6,000 shares of a signed Mickey Mantle bat for 25 bucks just a couple of years ago, 2020. So one big question goes through my mind when I hear this. Is this illegal? (laughs) Apparently, yes. It just sounds like fancy fundraising to me. But I mean, they keep the bat intact, so you're not buying splinters of an actual yeah. Mickey Mantle right. bat. I mean, they do fractional ownership, I think, in fine art. I've seen that recently because I thought, oh, I'd like to invest in some fine art. No, Bill, you're not the, you're not the kind of person they're aiming you could, at. $7, you could right. have a piece no. of Mickey Mantle's home. Well, maybe. If you had spent $25 on that Mickey Mantle bat now, three years ago, right? it's currently worth $16.25. So your share price has dipped not quite in half. Ooh. So I'm not sure if just... spending $7 on a piece of Mickey Mantle's house when you can't even sleep there one night. They, they, <laughs> it's, I think this is just fancy fundraising. Truly. That's what it sounds like. You know what yeah. it sounds like to me? Buy an acre on the moon. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you get a piece of paper that says That's... you own an acre of the moon. Right. Yeah. That's all you're ever going to get, though. When we're talking about Mickey Mantle's house being sold, uh, shares $7 a piece. Fractional ownership by Rally Sports. It's in some ways, it's amazing to me that his childhood home is still there and protected and museum quality in many yeah, ways. Intact, not you know, absolutely. because that doesn't always happen. Right. I've, I've been to Andy Griffith's childhood home. I've been to drove by Andy, which they've turned into a bed and breakfast, by or at least a Airbnb kind of mm-hmm. situation. Mm-hmm. Um, 
but it's hard to hold on to a family home if there's not some kind of historic significance to it. But a lot of people try. They tried to hold on to my mother's family home, the the home that her parents had mm-hmm. when they passed away. And that just becomes a mess with family, mm-hmm. you know, trying to keep it up. They put uh, a windmill in my yard. <laughs> we built that house. And they uh, put a windmill in the yard. Sorry to hear it, but that's Thanks. still not as bad as what Susan Hodgson went through in uh, Atlanta recently. Hmm. They've got a family home. I should say they had a family home that apparently they were holding on to. They'd owned it as a family for quite a while and had kept it up. She said that, uh, you know, they for 15 years they kept it boarded, but they kept it covered, grass cut, yard clean, paid the taxes, did all the things. She went on vacation and got a call from a neighbor, and the neighbor said, hey, uh, did you hire somebody to tear down that house? (gasps) No. She said, no, we did not. And she says, I keep waking up thinking this is all a joke. But apparently a neighbor called her up while she was on vacation and said the vacant home was being demolished. She told the neighbor they hadn't hired anybody to do that. He went over to confront the co-worker, the the worker who's tearing down the house, Uh who replied in a bit of a harsh tone, basically, mind your own business. And the homeowner then sent somebody over to speak with the worker who pulled out the permit and said, oh, I'm at the wrong house. (gasps) Oh, my goodness. No way. Oh, wow. Packed up everything and left. After he already. Meanwhile, the house is just gone. Oh, my goodness. Wow. So Hodgson filed a police report. I'm not sure. What do you? Yeah. I'd like to report a theft. Yeah. What What do you? Well, it's destroying it's, property. Yeah. It's unclear what her next steps are at this yeah. place. Lawyers have been contacted. But one of the main problems is whoever it was that hired this person mm-hmm. to demolish a house that was not this house. Yeah. They. She said they didn't come back, say, I'm sorry. Uh, mm-hmm. What do I need to do to fix it? It was an accident. They've their attorney has probably, nothing. well, that's probably because they called their, uh, contacted their attorney they're right smart, away. they did. Yeah, and they were like, <laughs> no contact. Uh, but no how contact. would you like if your the neighbor goes over and says, hey, are you supposed to be? Mind your own business. Yeah. Hey, let me see the permit. Here's the permit. Oh. <laughs> well, I'm at the wrong house. All right, guys, pack it up. We're done. When I was a kid, my dad was the public relations director for the Manatee County Fair. And so for years, I would go in with him, go in through his office. I felt kind of, you know, privileged because right. I, I could skip the gate, right? go in through the office, and my parents would give me five bucks and say, go have a ball <laughs> on the midway. And you could because rides were not that expensive. So I'd go to the bumper cars. That was my favorite ride at the fair. Um, wasn't so much for the Ferris wheels and the things that made you sick. But I did love the bumper cars, the arcade, several other rides. And then you'd get tired after doing that for hours, and Dad's still working. So you'd go up to the exhibits, and you'd look at some of the exhibits. And I did this, you know, year after year after year. And I remember maybe once or twice there was a trailer toward the front of the fair, and kids were lined up in front of the trailer. And I don't remember exactly what it looked like, but you'd go in the trailer, and I remember sitting there with a group of kids. It was almost like being, well, I don't want to call it a classroom, but it was like just, you know, kids in chairs. And somebody would come out, and they would just tell a story about Jesus, and they would show some pictures. And you'd get a little something, a little something to take home. I don't bookmark. I don't know what it was. And this I, is I at forget. the fair. At the fair. Wow. My have times 
changed. Haven't they though? Yeah. Although this group has not changed. Okay. They're they they're called Child Evangelism Fellowship, mm. and I remember at the end of that little talk, they just share the story of Jesus, and then they would pray. And I remember just sitting there, and you know, I wasn't a Christian kid. I wasn't necessarily raised in church, but I remember feeling very special when they would pray, feeling like there's a God and He sees me right now. Now, I didn't get saved. I didn't have any life transformation, but I distinctly and vividly remember those moments and that feeling. Child Evangelism Fellowship has been doing this since 1937, and they've produced a book. They did this years ago called Do You Wonder Why? And it's for kids in trauma. And basically, they're trying to address the grief that children feel when big national or international events happen, as it just has when Hamas invaded Israel. And kids have serious questions when trauma happens in their lives, as serious as adults. Why does God let this happen? Why do so many bad things happen? What's going to happen to the kids or my friends or whatever. Do you know that initial reports, and this uh, this was as of October 17th, estimate that over 700 children have lost their lives due to this conflict and thousands more displaced from their homes because of it as well. And so they're kind of re-promoting this book, Do You Wonder Why? They produced it right after 9-11, and they basically explain the role of sin the story of Scripture, what redemption in Jesus means, and what hope we have in and even beyond this life. And it's really on a kid's level. And so they've also done a little video version of the book, which is free for anybody to see. So if you're a parent, you've got kids with these questions as they watch the news. Um, If you want to see this so you can have conversations with your kids as a Christian parent, Hitch is finding the video and posting it. It's up at themorningcruise.com right now. It's Do You Wonder Why from Child Evangelism Fellowship. And if you're a parent, it just might equip you for some of those hard conversations with your kids. That is Brandon Lake. Praise you anywhere here on the Morning Cruise at the Joy FM. I should have had his, hold on one second. Hold on, I'm bringing up his, hold on, watch this. Listen to this. I'm bringing up his Instagram account. Uh huh. Let me see, let me see. He's been posting quite a bit. Because, oh, here it is, here it is. Okay, y'all listen. Here we go. You hold him on it. There's no way. I'm going to tear that shirt. Past. Mine's, mine's back there. Oh, Where's the other one? This is me. Listen. He's running. <laughs> listen. He's on like a golf a course. bad horror film. No, he's on a golf course. Listen. That's Pat Barrett screaming with him. That's Pat screaming now. No way. Listen. On it. Listen. <laughs> at, at some point, he eventually says, "Listen." And then he'll go, "This is my." And he'll go, "A hole in one." It had to be a hole in one. It was a hole in one. And eventually, he says, "He goes, it's only my second time playing golf." Oh, yeah. He has played golf oh. twice. Yeah. Twice in his lifetime. Goes out golfing with Pat Barrett and hits a hole in one, and that's them running up yep. because they'd seen Pat's ball. 
They're looking for Brandon's, looking around, looking around, and they're like, wait, 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 wait. And they're getting closer, and all of a sudden, he takes off running to the hole with his camera. (laughs) It was crazy. Wow. That was a celebrity golf tournament as part of the Gospel Music Association's Dove Awards Week. Okay, I did not. I missed that detail. So it's not in the Instagram. I got the inside scoop from somebody. Okay, cool. So it's interesting because when we talked to Brandon Lake, he said one of the things that they like to do with the kids out in the country is Uh get them to play golf. But they don't actually play. They're not going somewhere to play golf. They put like a hoop in the yard Mm -hmm. and just see who can get closer or inside the hoop. So they've been he's been practicing his short game. Yeah. Without actually playing golf. Yeah. But to go on, this is like your second second time ever to actually play the game. Part of a tournament. Yeah. And you you get a hole in one. Uh, and here's what was so so cute. There was a whole there was a I don't know if they were with the same tournament or whatever, but there you see these other guys walking up. And they're like, "What's going on?" And <laughs> they said we they someone said I thought maybe he did a a putter or whatever. Right. I don't know what that whatever that is. And the guy goes, "No way." He goes, "When we heard that kind of screaming, he goes, there there was only one type of." Only right. one, you know, yeah. stroke that that is, that yeah. kind of screaming. So it was the cutest thing ever. If you get a chance, go to Brandon Lake's Instagram account, and you can see him screaming. You see Pat Barrett, which Pat Barrett's just an oversized, you know, he's just a big he's old a kid. kid. He's yes. awesome. We yeah. love him. Yeah. So it's so fun. So congratulations to Brandon. Not only is he Entertainer of the Year, Male Vocalist of the Year, Everything yeah. of the Year, uh, he's also a hole-in-one or two, second yeah. time playing Pretty ball. good year. Yeah. yeah, Brandon, I, I by the way, just quit while you're ahead. Don't often hear as much about wildfires in the South as you do in the Pacific Northwest or in Canada. This year has been really bad. But in Chattanooga, there was a fire that started on Saturday, and it was the it was High Point Lookout Mountain, and it began to pick up some wind speeds and then started creeping down the mountain by Sunday evening, it was burning over a widened area. So they're they're working to control that at this point but there was a christian radio station that was affected by this j103 they're not part of our network or anything but mm-hmm. they are a christian yeah. radio station so they've been there for a while i can tell you they've been there long enough to where we used to listen to them we could get them if we were in the gatlinburg area which is quite a distance but we could still pick them up yeah and that was the station where i first heard mary mary shackles oh yeah that effect well, on yeah. vacation, yeah, yeah. I think they're playing Colton Dixon right now, but they did have trouble, and I I was sensitive to this because you know we lost our tower in yep. Georgia over a year ago with yep. that tornado that came through, and we made you know. No, we, we, it we, wasn't over a year ago. This coming January, oh, will be. I know. Okay, sorry. <laughs> feels, yeah. Wow. Yeah. Just feels yeah, like it. It feels yes. like it. it was this past January. Okay. So that happened with us. It, of course, it took us off the air in Georgia for a while. And then we found yep. a way to get back to as many different parts of our current listening areas we could. Mm-hmm. And we're still working on that tower. Sure. Well, their tower was affected by this. Yeah. And they had to go off the air Sunday morning. Mm-hmm. A lot of folks were like, where are you guys? What's going on? They found a way to get back temporarily. And I, I don't know what the status of that is right now. But if you could just pray for these folks. Um, They said, please join us in prayer for the safety of our local residents, for firefighters and first responders, as well as our broadcast equipment and tower. So keep those folks at that Christian radio station in the Chattanooga area in your prayers. There's this thing that's been going around. I was unaware of this. Uh, Your kids are probably aware of it. I know Mm. Haley and Abby Mm. are aware of it. Mm. I was made aware of it on a trip. 
recently. It's the idea. It's the Instagram thing. It's been going around TikTok. How often do you think of the Roman Empire? Uh, yeah, yeah. Yes. Which for me is rarely, if ever. And you know, here's what's here's what stinks is I, when that was going around, I literally walked over to Bill, asked him. His his answer was hilarious, of course. Then I went to Jay. They are asked him. Came to your office. Yeah. And you had run to get lunch, and then I don't know. I got distracted, so I I had this ready to go. Yeah. I just didn't have your part, and now we're talking about it. Well, here's the thing. We're talking about it for a different reason, though. I mean, for one thing, I I rarely, if ever, think of the Roman and Empire. how do you think Bill answered that question? Oh, constantly. Up, yep. Daily. <laughs> Daily. Which, which yes, yes. just blows my mind. And here's the thing. There's a gray area, hmm. because I can think of biblical things, yeah, and yeah. I know that in biblical times that was the Roman Empire. Sure. But I'm never thinking about the Roman Empire when I'm thinking of biblical things. Yeah. So you can think of biblical things without thinking of the Roman Empire. Yeah. Now, if you're a church history buff, which I am, you think about things like the Diocletian persecution and, you know, you, yes, we those, all think those about kinds that of things all and the time. I can think of gladiators and I can think of persecuting Christians and not associate it with the Roman Empire. <laughs> gotcha. Got That's you. what I'm saying. Yeah. To me, the Roman Empire. That's thinking about history, not Bible. Yeah, yeah. So if you ask me, how often do you think about the— Not much. I I never think about it. What about Little Caesar's Pizza? That's not the Roman Empire. That's a pizza joint (laughs) that I don't frequent. (laughs) Here's the reason I asked the question, though. Panera has launched a menu inspired by the Roman Empire TikTok trend. Okay. This is the first time I've ever seen a restaurant, to my knowledge— Respond to a TikTok trend by creating a menu. Let's hear it. It features some of their staples, hmm. and some of these make sense to me. Some of them do not. Um, they say the Caesar salad, obviously. Caesar salad. Sure. You can put that on a Roman Empire menu because it's Caesar. Uh-huh. But they've also got things like their chicken avocado melt. Now, I was unaware that avocado— hmm was in any way Roman. Yeah. Chipotle chicken avocado melt is on that menu. So is their broccoli cheddar soup. Well, okay. Are they like renaming these? Because just no. because you say because it has to do with the Roman Empire. Does, they're, it's, they're putting them on their uh, Roman Empire menu. I don't know why. This uh, makes no sense to me. Mac and cheese is on the Roman Empire menu. Hmm. Have, Are Italians no known for their mac and cheese? Hmm. Probably is there a but I I was pretty sure mac and cheese was a southern staple. Guys, remember just like, happens to include pasta. I know there are still some of these restaurants out there, mm-hmm. but back in the day there was an old world cheese shop, mm-hmm. and it was a sandwich shop, mm-hmm. and all their their menu was themed around the Notting you know Nottingham Forest and the the all the Robin Hood stuff, right? Mm-hmm. So you had the Sherwood Forest, you know patty melt or something like that. but all of it was themed that way so it made sense yeah but this is not making sense to me doesn't make sense to me either but in some way they are capitalizing on a trend by setting aside certain items and and mm-hmm. considering them the roman empire menu to mm-hmm. me i would have thought you would have used say the tuscan chicken sandwich sure because tuscany is in italy it would make more sense as part of the Roman Empire, not the Chipotle chicken 
sandwich mm. with avocado, which is very California. Yeah. South America. <laughs> I, I have no idea. I, I'm tapping out on this one. I think yeah. I, I do like Panera. I think mm-hmm. I could go to Panera, eat some of the things you're talking about, and mm-hmm. not think about the Roman Empire once. Well, I know I could, but you, I mean, you think about it daily. Bill's big word of the day. Concatenation is the big word of the day today. It's a noun that refers to the act of linking some things together in a chain, a series of interconnected or interdependent things or events. You can refer to this as links in computers. The Internet is something of a concatenation. Uh, Components in a system, concepts or events, as long as they're sort of interconnected and interdependent. So here's the sentence to go along with it. I fail to see the concatenation of ordinary sandwiches and the Roman Empire. Just saying. Big word of the day today, concatenation. This is the morning cruise. 